Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional health care for all. Your journey to better health starts here. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for a special masterclass on combating weight loss resistance with semaglutide. My name is Britt with Forum Health. For those of you not familiar, Forum Health is an expanding nationwide network of industry-leading healthcare providers who serve patients with a root cause approach to care. Our network of practitioners have decades of functional and integrative medicine experience drawn from areas in clinical nutrition, anti-aging, environmental medicine, chronic disease, lifestyle medicine, and much more. For more information, visit us at forumhealth.com. Okay, let's get started. Our panelists tonight are Dr. Tara Scott out of our Akron, Ohio location, nurse practitioner Tracy Alowski from our Madison, Wisconsin clinic, and certified health coach Danielle Booth. Dr. Tara Scott, also known as the hormone guru, helps patients identify the root cause of their symptoms and a path towards optimal health. With over 25 years of medical experience, three board certifications in OBGYN, and expertise in functional and integrative medicine, Dr. Scott has helped thousands struggling with hormone imbalances, weight gain, and more. Tracy is an adult gerontology acute care nurse practitioner who has a passion for helping patients find the root cause of their health issues. She digs deep to restore a patient's quality of life and help them feel their absolute best. And last but not least is certified health coach and personal trainer, Danielle Booth, who is passionate about patient-centered care to create lasting lifestyle changes with the mind-body connection. She helps her patients break through mental barriers and limiting beliefs through positive psychology and mind-body medicine. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for speaking with us tonight. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I'm very excited to discuss this topic, as I'm sure is most of our audience, uh, especially with coming off of the sugary and fattening foods from the holidays. Semaglutide, also known as Ozempic or Wagovi, has gained popularity recently for its ability to help people easily lose weight and maintain the results. It's now estimated that one in three men and one in four women struggle with weight loss, and Americans spend over $33 billion, yes, that's a billion dollars annually on weight loss products without much success. So to start off, Dr. Scott, can you explain what is weight loss resistance and what are some of the root causes that really prevent people from losing weight? Sure, so weight loss resistance would be defined as if you're doing the traditional calories in and calories out. According to the CDC, you have weight gain when you eat more calories than you burn. And what we see in a lot of our patients is that they're not eating a lot of calories and they are burning a lot of calories and they're still not losing weight and that's what we would term weight loss resistance. In this type of patient, we want to look at the underlying causes, and certainly in my personnel, my patient clientele, it's most likely hormone issues in women, hormones of perimenopause, it could be 
thyroid, but it could also be low testosterone in men. Now, some patients, it's just the stress hormones like cortisol, either too high or too low cortisol levels because of chronic stress can disrupt your insulin metabolism and your sugar metabolism. And then you're, you're forced with high and low sugars that you're constantly storing fat, either high or low levels. So you're yo-yoing around. But some of the less causes would be something like toxins or infections, uh, overwhelming yeast infections. Um, and other things like that. Now, in some people, it's that they don't know what to eat. And the standard American diet, which is cereal for breakfast, sandwich for lunch, and steak for dinner, you're not getting the right ratios of macros. But for most of our patients, it seems like there is an underlying cause. Absolutely. Thank you so much for addressing that. Because a lot of people don't realize that all the time. You know, they think it's just calories in, calories out. But there's really so many root causes. Um, Dr. Scott, a follow-up question. For those experiencing weight loss resistance, what are some things that they need to address along with using Form Health's medical weight loss program? Well, that's one of the things I like about our program is we do not neglect checking these things out. I mean, the most common things are metabolic issues. A lot of times in traditional healthcare, until you are a diabetic, you're fine. You don't just wake up one day and have diabetes. Usually that's years of insulin resistance, prediabetes, abnormal glucose, abnormal insulin. So that's one of the first things we're going to check. Thyroid disease is common in women over 40, so we're going to check that as well. And again, perimenopause is often a culprit. Estrogen is one of those Goldilocks hormones. Too little can cause you to gain weight and too much can cause you to gain weight. So generally, getting the proper balance of female hormones is important. And there's some of our patients that have some rare things like mold or gut dysbiosis or bacterial overgrowth in their gut. You know, it's amazing that the uh, bacterial balance affects a an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, which can affect your estrogen levels. You wouldn't think that would be something that could directly affect your weight and your hormones, but it can. So I love our program is that we're not just giving you a drug. We're looking at the same time at a panel of blood work, looking to weed out some of these underlying causes of weight loss resistance. And I think that's why our patients are so much more successful. Absolutely. Uh, Tracy, semaglutide, as we mentioned before, has become very popular, particularly on social media and TikTok. Can you explain to us what is it, how does it work, and more importantly, is it safe? Yeah, so semaglutide is a peptide, right? So our body has 7,000 naturally occurring peptides in it already. So what semaglutide is, it's a GLP-1 agonist. So that's a, it's a class of, of medications that basically is mimicking our own hormone called GLP-1. And so how this, how I kind of explain it to my patients is it's secreting the right amount of insulin to stabilize your blood sugar. And like one of the biggest keys to longevity is blood sugar stabilization, but it's also going to help with the weight loss. So um, it's, it's, in a peptide classification of itself, honestly, when it comes to peptides, it's been a game changer, honestly, for weight loss, um, because I think it works for people who are both non-insulin resistant and insulin resistant. Um, and the safety profile profiles are good. It's been FDA approved. Um, it's called Wegovia or Zempic, like you've said. So um, lots of great things that it's happening. It's also, what it's also doing is um, it's basically slowing down the gastric emptying too. So people feel fuller longer. It's increasing satiety. Um, so it's, more importantly, regulating blood sugar, which I think is super, super important. Definitely. And Danielle, is semaglutide a type of insulin or is it a stimulant? Um, it actually is neither. Um, what I love and uh, kind of what 
Tracy had touched base on is um, it's more of a natural approach to weight loss um, or fat loss, um, but it's neither insulin or a stimulant such as, you know, you probably heard of fentramine or maybe mm -hmm. even some people have taken Adderall before. Um, so it's it's neither. Um, so it's it's been really great as more of a natural approach. That's great. Yeah, because that, that kind of clears up some confusion. Because I know a lot of people think, oh, it must be some type of stimulant because they're used to that within the diet world. Um, Dr. Scott, I'm curious, how does semaglutide promote weight loss and what are some of the benefits? So as Tracy mentioned, one of the things it does is slows down gastric emptying. So I, you know, you'd be surprised to hear that you're supposed to chew each bite 30 times. I know that my son might do three bites for a whole slice of pizza when he eats. So when you're eating so quickly, you're not chewing your food, you're not digesting your food, not only is it affecting your gut, but you, your brain doesn't register your full. So I also have been guilty of overeating when it comes to things. I mean, I've gotten it under control as I'm older, but for sure, a lot of people who are emotional eaters or social eaters, so this makes them not as hungry because they're fuller. And I've also been hearing from some of my patients who are doing this, that the snacking in between, they're not doing it. So food is so mental and so emotional. So that's a big thing. Also, as Tracy mentioned, it's a peptide. It works with your glucagon-like peptide. So as I mentioned, uh, sugar goes up when you eat, insulin goes up, sugar goes down, and this yo-yoing makes you have low sugar and high sugar, and at both ends, you're storing fat. So it's stabilizing your blood sugar. And I totally agree. It's a uh, promoting longevity, it's helping your brain and other things. So because you're not having those lows in blood sugar, you're not feeling as hungry. So mm -hmm. I've seen some of my patients that we've been working on, working on with their insulin resistance, and then they go on this, not only are they losing weight, but their blood sugar is actually better. Mm -hmm. So we see that our patients are losing weight are not just losing muscle mass, because you can lose weight, right? But if you're also losing muscle mass, especially for a woman over 40 who's already losing muscle as she ages, it's really important. Total weight lost isn't as good as losing the fat. That makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic benefits. And I know so many people have had success. Um, Tracy, how would a person know if semaglutide is right for them? I think that it's beneficial for so many people, honestly. Um, the way I kind of describe it is if you look at the studies, right, people with uh, high cholesterol, diabetes, hypertension, like all the inflammatory things that happen in our body, right? The, the semaglutide or the peptide is essentially helping those inflammatory things improve with the side effect being weight loss is kind of how I describe it for those certain, for, uh, for that population for sure. Um, but I think most of us, I, I think I read a statistic somewhere like it was like 80% of us actually walk around insulin resistant at some point in our life. So I feel like it's such a, it's something that happens for a lot of us. We don't even know it. So, I mean, and I think someone else is going to touch on this too, but looking at, and that's why our program is so much different is because we're looking at all those other markers, those lab markers that I think is critical to seeing like, are you insulin resistance? It's not always just looking at a hemoglobin A1C, right? But other C-peptide and fasting insulin or whatever the lab is that's particular to the patient, right? Like it's so important to look at all that. So I think honestly, everybody benefits and as being a peptide, I mean, peptides, there's a whole another whole world of medicine and peptides, um, which is super exciting. I know Danielle and I talk about that a lot, but um, yeah, I think, I think everyone benefits from you. And if you look at the studies, they looked at a certain BMI, but I think a lot of people, a lot of people benefit from it. That's great. 
Um, Danielle, I'm curious, what type of results can people expect from, from taking semaglutide? I know that's what everybody's wondering. Um, specifically, how long does it take to lose weight and are there any side effects? Yes, um, so I do have the pleasure of working with um, most of our patients through it and supporting the providers and um, their protocols for the patient specifically. So I get a lot of good feedback um, with regular touch points. And I've seen uh, the weight loss starting anywhere from the first week um, with uh, three, possibly three pounds down, e even if it's just with the um, lowering inflammation itself, because it, with the cravings gone, they're not eating as many inflammatory foods. So inflammation's going down. So they're seeing a lot of that fluctuation. Um, so that's been really great and exciting to see. Um, and motivating too, uh, with even within that first week. So then an average of up to 10, 15 pounds I'm hearing um, by around the end of the month. Um, but, and that may not seem like a lot for a lot of people, but as Dr. Scott and Tracy have mentioned, it's not necessarily just the scale, it's the inches that are shrinking, it's the fat cells are shrinking. So it could be very independent person to person, whether they see 10 pounds down, 20 pounds down. Um, so we really like to support the patients through the lifestyle side of it. Are you eating properly? Are you eating the right macronutrients? Are you getting in good movement or are you still sedentary? So it all plays a role on the individual side of it. And that's why I love our group of providers. And it's it's a whole team approach um, supporting the patients through this to get the results that they're looking for specifically. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned the whole team approach because you really, you you need a community to keep you accountable and keep you on the right track. Um, yeah. it, it is difficult to achieve any typical, especially a health goal like this. So I'm, I'm glad you touched upon that. Um, yes. Dr. Scott, I know a lot of people are wondering, how exactly is semaglutide administered and how does the dosing work? So before I answer that, can I just piggyback on something that Danielle yeah. said? I just, and I know we are seeing a very specific subset of population at our office is mostly women. Um, just so that people don't, don't get discouraged, I feel like our patients don't lose a lot of weight the first month. It's more inches or the first couple of weeks. I've seen men drop so much faster, another unfair thing. So I'm sure there are patients that lose right away that you're seeing, Danielle. And I just wanted to kind of throw out there for some of the, maybe those older women that is more what we're seeing. It just seems like, cause we're still working on the hormone piece. It might be a little slow or maybe even the first vial till they don't lose a whole lot of weight and are losing the inches and feeling better um, and then they seem like they lose a little bit later um, just to not have people get discouraged but it is an injection it's sub q you can administer it to yourself in your abdomen and so you do have to actually withdraw the liquid they send you the syringes and the vial and you withdraw it at a certain um, calculation a certain amount of doses there is a schedule to follow i know that our protocol compared to maybe some of them out there are a little bit slower so people seem to have a lot less so it affects instead of like ramping up with a really high dose 
So I've noticed that. So it's a half of a milligram um, that, that you're using and going up very slowly. Some people are staying at a lower dose when they're getting the results. Some people are just kind of con continuing to increase. Um, using less lets the medication last a little longer for patients too, but it is an injection. So you have to figure out either if you have someone to give it to you or you have to give it to yourself. It's not a capsule or something to swallow. And, and the injection is um, fairly easy. I know some people might be a little squeamish about that, but the, the injection for the most part is, is pretty easy from what I've heard. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, it's just right. It's not like an intramuscular or deep. It's just right in your in um, in your abdomen. So a lot of pregnant women might have to give themselves shots while you're blood thinner or something. So they might be used to something like that or fertility medications. I know I had to give myself a lot of injections. So it's just right in your belly fat. So it's not too, it's a small needle. It's not too big of a deal. It's not a big deal. That's great. That eases, I think, some fears tonight. Yeah. Um, Tracy, I would love for you to talk to us a little bit more about Forum Health's medical weight loss program with semaglutide. How does it work? What's included? And I think more importantly, what makes our program different? So there's so many uh, different programs that offer this peptide right now. So um, I would love to just pick your brain about all of that. Yeah, so the package includes your first appointment, your um, the vial of medication, the peptide, um, a body composition analysis. So most of our clinics will have some type of, uh, of weight or of scale, I'm sorry. So we have an in-body, which I'm super excited about. Um, and I think that's a, an important piece of our program because as Dr. Scott was saying and, and Danielle is, you know, you, as you lose weight at some point, that's going to turn to losing muscle. And that's so, so important. You talk about like blood sugar stabilization. The other part of that is muscle mass, right? So there's just a newer study that showed muscle mass is another key to longevity. So super important. You do not start losing muscle. So the in-body kind of, or the body composition analysis kind of lets us track that, right? We're going to get to a point where if you continue to lose weight, you're going to lose muscle. So cannot emphasize protein enough. That is like one of my biggest conversations with a patient is even on semaglutide, we want to make sure you're hitting your protein. Um, and I know that's, you know, the other part of the package is the health coach visits, which I think is probably the most unique thing about Forum Health is that we have health coaches associated with us. So they literally, I work with Danielle a lot. They they literally are like checking in on my patients. If, if they hit like a, a roadblock or hit a plateau, we have lots of things that we can do to kind of combat that. Um, and so, I mean, our program is so much different. I think the Social media is so good for so many things, but I think one of the, specifically with this peptide, because it's very hot in the press right now, some celebrities coming out and saying that they've been using it. Um, and so a lot of providers are, you know, saying that they offer this. I think the beautiful thing about Forum Health's program is that we have people who've been doing it for a long time now, and, and we have, you know, kind of, we have the systems down. We, we know how to work the dosing. We want to we want it to work with your body. We don't want just to continue up with it. If we have to slow down or find that sweet spot, I kind of describe it as. So I think the program and why it's different here is because we, we've been doing it for a while and we know kind of, you know, how to how to get over those plateaus if we hit them or, you know, maybe we, we need to work with the, um, the health coaches to basically, you know, what's next, right? Like, how do we keep this off? How do we make sure hormones continue to be balanced and, and optimized? And so there's there's a lot of benefits, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so much for describing that. I'm glad you mentioned health coaches because that's my next question. Um, Danielle, as one of our expert health coaches, you know, you support patients through this program. I would love to know what has been your experience and why would people want and need the support of a health coach while on this program? 
Absolutely. Uh, I would say the biggest piece that the health coaches can bring into the play is not only are you getting the medical advice and the support of your physician, your provider, your nurse practitioner, whether it's labs or hormones, but then you have the health coach that can come into play and talk a little bit deeper with you on the lifestyle stuff. Hey, is this an emotional eating? Is this, are you eating because you're bored, you're stressed? Is it because you're sedentary? How can we adjust the lifestyle so that not only are you getting the weight loss, but how can you keep it afterwards? How can you maintain it once you get to your ideal weight and possibly work through some barriers that may have been overlooked in the past, or maybe you've gone to um, a particular place and just got the prescription and you lost the weight and then it all, you know, it all came back because you didn't have the support of a coach with the accountability, the checking in, that hoorah, like, hey, let, you're doing a good job, you're maintaining this. What kind of struggles are you finding um, this week and how can we work through those? Um, and even more of the personal, personalized support of like, okay, are you meeting your macros? Are you getting in enough protein? And what quality of protein are you getting in? It's not just the calories in, calories out. It is, you know, are you having this type of protein that's processed and maybe fried or something? You know, yes, it's protein, but it's got other components to it that are working against you. Or are you having that healthy quality um, uh, fish or, uh, you know, e even, even if there are vegans that we're working with, high quality plant sources of protein. So it's the, it's more of the personalized nutrition support as well as the functional medicine side. You know, are your hormones off? Do we need to add more um, carrots into your diet to help eliminate some excess estrogen? So it's really, really neat what kind of quality care you get with not only the health coaches, but your medical team as well. Um, it's just, I, I can't say enough um, about, about what the patients can get support on through our program. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the health coaches are so essential to everything we do at Form Health. So, um, yeah, it's basically your cheerleader in your corner, your personal cheerleader, which I think we all need in life, especially when we're tackling a big health goal like this. Um, Dr. Scott, I'm curious, how long should somebody take semaglutide for weight loss? I'm, I'm sure it ranges per person. Does a person need to stay on semaglutide to maintain their results? Well, that's a huge question. Of course, like you mentioned, it's going to be different for everyone. And as it's a newer peptide, I don't know that we have super long-term data, but I was at the um, annual meeting of the North American Menopause Society this year, and I was able to hear an obesity medicine expert speak. And basically what she was saying is for most um, of these classes of drugs, there isn't an end on it because it isn't a stimulant. There isn't a time that you need to be off of it. Now that might be kind of scary to some people because they might think, well, I don't want to be on it and not be on it. And so I could just say that I've seen in our patients, once we fix the metabolism problems, once we're fixing the hormone issues and they've lost the weight, some patients don't need to stay on it. You know, as I mentioned, eating is emotional. And if you need it a little bit, you know, some patients can maybe be a little bit creative about their dosing schedule to use it differently. And, you know, Danielle and Tracy, you guys might know 
more. Um, but I don't know that I can say with confidence that everybody is always going to need to take it. I think there could be a scenario where somebody does need to take it for maintenance. But I also see patients, I just saw one this week come in. I actually knew her in college and she, she, I've been seeing her for a long time and she looked like she looked in college and I was in college a lot of years ago, 30 years ago. Okay. So that's a long time. And she looked fantastic. So I, again, I mean, I think it varies, but I don't think people should be scared that they're going to not be able to come off or have to take it. I do see that people can lose it unless you go back on the wagon and binge on eat all the foods you shouldn't eat and go back to your eating habits. Like Danielle said, like they lose it and then they gain it back. You know, hopefully you're making the changes and that's what those health coaches that partner in accountability. Like I have friends that we go to the gym. I know she's going to make me go. I'm going to make her go. We're going to run that kind of thing. So those health coaches are their accountability partners to make sure they stay on track because as the provider, we're not seeing the patients that often. So again, that's another reason why I think it works. Definitely. Well, thank you. We're going to actually wrap up. Um, I so appreciate all of this information. Um, we will be opening up the class to questions from the audience. But before we do that, I would love to know what is one thing our audience um, should take away from tonight? And Dr. Scott, I'll start with you. I mean, I think for me, the biggest is the underlying cause. And that's what we do in functional medicine. We're always looking for root cause. And I just want to validate all the women out there and men that are told, oh, just exercise more and eat less. They're often is a reason you're not losing weight, even if you are putting the time in. And it can be done through this approach. That's great. Uh, Tracy? Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's, you know, when it comes to peptides, specifically this one, though, like, there's so many anti-inflammatories effects that comes from this. So like, if you looked at the studies, actually, when GLP-1s were first in studies, right, it was used as a neuroinflammatory peptide to decrease neuroinflammation. And what they found was in the study group that they were using, the Alzheimer's dementia patients, that cognitive impairment actually improved, right? So, but not a good study group because Alzheimer's patients, they already forget to eat sometimes. So not, we don't want them losing weight. So if you looked at those study groups as a, just an anti-inflammatory peptide, right? So I think Dr. Scott's right. Like a lot of, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of my patients come off of it once they hit their goal. Um, but I always say like, listen, like it was used for just an anti-inflammatory, right? Like a kind of like a, almost like a biohack, you know, from like a inflammatory uh, standpoint. So I think there, when it comes to this peptide, like this is just the start, right? Sometimes it's like just kind of getting the weight loss started for a, a perimenopause, postmenopausal women, sometimes five pounds is like, you worked like three months for that, right? <laughs> like, so it's it's nice when you have something that's also working with your body to, to help that happen more effectively while also optimizing hormones. And I think, um, I don't even know if I'm answering your question correctly, Brett, but I think no, um, great. when, when you, when you start. And so that's why I think those labs are so important because you look at all your hormones, you look at your thyroid, like what else needs to be optimized? So I think there's, there's so many benefits to this peptide specifically, but um, I could, I could go on about peptides, but. <laughs> <laughs> They're powerful. Yeah. yeah th thank you so much, Tracy. And then uh, Danielle, what's one takeaway that you'd like our, our audience to have for tonight? Yes, absolutely. Of course, if it's something that really has been sparking your interest and um, you feel like it would be right for you after you're doing your own research and talking with providers, uh, one of the greatest things I love about what we offer is free 15-minute calls. If you do have a couple of, you know, 
last minute questions before you really dive in and schedule your visit. You can talk with one of the health coaches. We're available week, uh, you know, specific times of the day throughout the week that you, you know, for free. So you can talk with a provider, ask a couple of questions, see if it really is right for you. And then um, of course your first visit is a very amazing functional medicine in depth uh, um, visit to assess you know what's been going on what the underlying things might might be going on um, and then what you can do from there um, this is definitely a great first step that's great ladies thank you so much this was such good information and hopefully we answered some questions i know we have a lot of questions that have popped up so we're going to try to get to everyone tonight um, again if you have a question for our panelists um, you can use the chat feature. It's located in uh, the GoToWebinar dashboard, um, or you can use the questions feature, which, whichever one works. Like I said, we're going to try to answer everyone's questions tonight. Um, they're coming in fast and furious, ladies, so hopefully you're ready for this. Um, we just had a great question come in, and it said, do I have to inject every day, which is a great question. No. I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so no, so it's a once a week injection. Um, as Dr. Scott was saying, it's it's the it's the tiniest needle in, uh, insulin syringe. Like I always tell patients, you shouldn't actually feel it if you're doing it in the right spot. So um, once a week injection, um, you know, you wanna do it around the same time of the day. You'll find, I always tell patients the first week is the hardest because that's when you're gonna be like, what am, what am I doing? And then after that, you're gonna be like, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. So um, once a week injection, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's way easier than you think. <laughs> way easier. And kind of going off of that, someone just asked, how long does a vial last? So I usually say about six to eight weeks pending. So it's going to depend on the dose, right? So um, I say six to eight weeks, and that's just because on the brochure that I usually give to patients, it says, it'll say the dosing schedule. I say, hang this by your fridge, and then there's an actual dose. And that actual dose, column is there because you know as we increase and again the way we dose it is to basically work with your body every single week so if you get nauseous on one dose you stay at that dose or you know talk with your provider about how they kind of dose it but you know the actual dose is there because let's say at 10 units you feel nauseous or you don't feel super well on that so i don't want you to continue going up with that you put the actual dose next to that so i say about six to eight weeks pending now that's it really depends on where you're where where we're getting the the medication from too so it may differ a little bit from provider to provider but um so i think some of them are just larger vials it kind of depends on the provider but okay that's great mm -hmm. um somebody just wrote in do you give us a plan for macros a nutrition plan to help with the maintenance from from my understanding if that is something that the patient needs support on it is available as an option um so some nutrition guidance um it's not necessarily you know right off the bat you get this plan per se because of the appetite suppression, you might not be able to follow that plan. So first step would be see how you feel on the on the peptide, um, work your way through a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe a vial, and then once you go off of it or if you take a break, then we can start working on, okay, how is your appetite? How is um, your digestion? And then kind of go from there. So it's more, it's personalized. Personalized, yep, that's great. A um, couple questions have come in. When you go off of semaglutide, does your appetite come back and is that difficult to maintain? 
from my experience yeah. comes back but slowly is that what you're seeing tracy as well yeah if you looked at the the way gobi studies basically when they compared people who were on semaglutide versus people who were not on semaglutide and reverted back to their normal daily diet um the people who are on semaglutide were able to keep off the weight longer because again it's it's working with your body right it's it's helping your body secrete but of course like I always say with any diet, right? You do the diet and then you kind of revert back to everything you were doing. We're probably setting ourselves up for failure. So, um, you know, it's 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 working with your body. But yes, I mean, if you go back to exactly what you were doing, right. probably not going to be super successful. Right. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, like you know, think about when you have the flu and you don't eat for a week and then you start eating again, you're not as hungry. And I know your stomach doesn't really shrink, but it's uh, there's all those other cues of eating and your you know gastric emptying, even if you're off of it. If you really are mindful about how you eat, you you know you might be a little, you might be not be nauseated and not hungry as you are. But I doubt that unless Tracy said you totally go back off a hog, it's, you're going to have some benefits. Right, that's great. Uh, let's see, somebody wrote in: Can you use other peptides with it, like CJC? Yeah, I do want to see what you have to say, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think, um, I think, like I said, there's lots of, uh, lots of peptides out there. Semiglutide is just one that's kind of like been super highlighted. Um, but yeah, there's lots of others. Those are not the same type of obviously classification of, of peptides, but there are definitely other kind of term those um, like longevity peptides or like other things that we can definitely improve or especially like once patients kind of get to like their, their goal weight, like what's next. Right. So that's always a conversation we can have for sure. Absolutely. So ladies, I've had a couple questions come in about thyroid cancer. Um, somebody said her sister had thyroid cancer. Can she take some aglutide? And another person asked, does it cause thyroid cancer? Can anyone touch upon that? Yeah, so I always say contraindications to it um, are anybody with a history or family history of thyroid T cell or like a specific type of thyroid cancer. It's a pretty rare thyroid cancer, but definitely like if there's any of that specific thyroid cancer, not a good candidate for sure. Um, other contraindications would be gastroparesis or pancreatitis. Um, I always ask patients about uh, like gallbladder because I feel like if that's a little bit uh, clogged up, that could that could be give you some problems too. So um, yeah, there are contraindications to it. So I think obviously that's why this program is so different because that's a very important conversation to have with your provider for sure. Okay, that's great. Um, really interesting question came in. This person said, I already have an issue with a slow emptying stomach. If this is going to slow my system down even more, how will that affect my gut health? I would be curious to see um, what you what your input is, Dr. Scott and Tracy. From my standpoint, what I've been working with the patients through uh, with that case is making sure they are optimizing their digestion as much as possible while on it, whether it's um, eating ginger, sipping on ginger tea, something that can help kind of push that further. Um, but I am I'm curious to see what uh, everybody else says. Well, I think as Tracy mentioned, if they have actual gastroparesis, that could be a relative contraindication not to take it. So it depends, is your motility slow because you have SIBO and we're also looking at that? Do you have a 
neurologic reason why you have a slow emptying time. So it may not be. I mean, I I would think if you can if you can manage those side effects, you've got those other effects that it is affecting on your metabolism. So there still could be a benefit. I guess it depends on how bad that is. I mean, how slow it is, how uncomfortable it is. And so it's something that should be individually discussed with that patient. That's kind of great. piggyback off that, like, and you, I always ask about constipation. And so two most common side effects, constipation, nausea, and I really think it comes down to the dosing. So that's super, super important too. Um, but if somebody comes in and they say like, I have bowel movement once a week, I'm like, we got it. We got to work on that first. Like I won't even prescribe semaglutide, honestly, if that's the case, because I don't want you obviously number one in pain, but trying to reach out to me because now you have worsening constipation. So super, super important. That's how we detox. It's how that, that needs to be working first before semaglutide. So it might just be even a better, um, even easier reason to come in and see one of us to get that working more. That's more important. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, question came in, what foods or medications should you avoid on semaglutide? That's a really good one. As far as even, I would go even further and add in some supplements to that. Anything that is already um, similar to a GLP-1 agonist. So um, that would be my understanding of what you would want to not take while you're on it because you're already getting a, a, technically a full dose of, <laughs> of um, that support. So you'd want to avoid those. We, we generally tell our patients not to eat inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy. It's not a you can't eat it, but we're generally trying to get you healthier. And so foods that are commonly uh, people are sensitive to, we tell them not to eat that, not to eat fast food, not to eat processed food. Um, but again, that's not like a must, but we would prefer you didn't. Right. What about alcohol and caffeine? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like one of the things that I touch on is, you know, patients ask, like, is there any food or alcohol? <laughs> a couple mm -hmm. things with that. I have a lot of patients that have like their nightly wine and, and or like kind of crave things, right? They crave sugar, or they crave alcohol. Um, it's interesting. A lot of my patients on semaglutide don't even have those cravings anymore, which is super awesome. Um, but I also say I have a particular a patient example. Uh, she went out and had a high sugary food, like a, a a cake of some sort I'll say and so she actually messaged me and was like hey listen I had this and I didn't feel very well after that and I was like well that's kind of like um you know Pavlov's psychology right like you you had that it's it's kind of teaching your body like what happened is you had this high kind of response to that that high sugar intake and your body's trying to kind of stabilize that so um you know lots of I, I think just trying to stay away from like Dr. Dr. Scott said like most inflammatory foods um but anything with like high sugar which is what alcohol so people will find that they just can't tolerate alcohol as as well which isn't always a bad thing sometimes if you're trying to curb that um that's craving too so that's really kind of what I go go by that's great. and I and I I can even offer um experience my my husband actually took this uh just to see what he would experience through it because he does struggle with cravings um particularly those evening munchy crunchy snacks the salty the sweet the cookies uh so that that was his particular culprit um that would keep him from getting to his true ultimate you know body composition goals so when while on the semaglutide he didn't even want those anymore it wasn't even in his mind because he was so full and satisfied 
for longer. So when we're sitting on the couch, possibly watching a movie, he would just be sipping on some water or tea and not even thinking about those evening snacks. That was his, so it, it allowed him to break away from his, his particular uh, treat. <laughs> Which is pretty powerful because when you get those cravings, especially when you're stressed or have had a long day, um, it's it's hard to break that. So that's a very powerful benefit of this program of, and of this peptide. Um, Janet just asked, she said, how is this peptide different from metformin or any other weight loss peptides that are out there? So it's a peptide. I would say like that's the biggest thing, right? It's a, it's it's naturally mimicking our own hormone already different than like a, a class or medication um, similar to that um so that's what i would that's how i would answer so, that <laughs> metformin sensitizes your body to insulin and the biggest side effect is gi distress so it does work but it depletes your b12 a lot of people have a lot of loose stool a lot of gi upset and this is i know there's a side effect with you know like a little bit of nausea with this but it's not it's it sometimes will lower your insulin but it's not the same um fixing the cause as this peptide does some of the other weight loss medications are stimulants um like um uh, daniel you mentioned i can't remember now what you what you mentioned um anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know that's gonna not have a good effect on your cortisol and then we've had the hcg diet well that is a hormone that's making you feel a little nauseated and that's paired with a 500 calorie diet. So as soon as those patients, you can only take it for 40 days, as soon as you go off that, guess what? When you have low calorie, your thyroid shifts down, your reverse T3 goes up, and then as soon as you start eating your calories again, that's it's not main, you can't maintain it. Plus I've seen a lot of other hormonal side effects with HCG, so I'm not a super, I'm not a fan of that. So okay. it is different. There are other peptides um manjaro combines two of them that the obesity doctors are there's two or three of them that are like i know this one has two diff different drug names that to the semaglutide but there are other peptides terza peptide or something else so those would be similar and the manjaro has two different peptides in it i think a glp and a gip i don't know tracy do you know i think it's that yeah terza peptide. okay so there's different ones those are going to be similar but the weight loss medications classifications are different. Okay, that's great. Um, great question came in. Can I go on semaglutide if I've had gastric bypass surgery? That's a that's a good question. So there's two different types yeah. of bypasses. One is a ruin Y, the other is like a, a band. So a band is gonna make you feel fuller. And so it might be hard for you to do it. If it's a ruin Y, you usually have, um, you know, like a bypass, a true bypass, you're gonna have a problem with your absorption. Um, I don't think that's a, uh, I think it's like a relative contraindication. It's gonna depend on your bowel function. And like Tracy said, that might be the patient you might wanna get a stool test to get that evaluated and get like a total evaluation functionally of your health and then see if you qualify for that. Cause I don't know that we would be able to say yes or no on the phone without doing these in-depth, you know, looking at your personal situation. Excuse me. I have seen patients come in on it, doing it, and they, they seem to have success, but I completely agree. Like you, you with gastric bypass, you wanna make sure you're looking at those other those other things as well, for sure. So ladies, a lot of people are, are asking, do I need insurance? 
I know that's a hot topic, excuse me, a little something in my throat. Um, can anybody address that? Do you need insurance for semaglutide? Well, I mean, what I can say, you know, obviously as a traditionally trained doctor is the, the medications that are on there, sometimes you can get your insurance from some providers to cover. There's a little bit of a shortage and also um, it's like $1,200 for a month of it. So with our program, we're not using insurance, but we're having the peptide compounded with B12. So what that means is a pharmacy is making it for us. We're putting the B12 in there, which really is helping to counteract the nausea. So it's not the same as the medication you're going to get through your insurance. And the total cost of the program with your visits, with your, your initial visit, your body compositions, your health coach is less than the cost of it would be of the medication. Even if some people have a lower copay, a lot of times this is still going to be less costly. But no, we are not using insurance and we're not billing insurance for this program. Thank you for addressing that because I've had a lot of questions about that tonight. <clears throat> um, one final question before we wrap up. A lot of people have asked, <clears throat> excuse me, what happens at my initial appointment? <clears throat> excuse me. I'm losing my voice tonight. If you could maybe go into that, that would be great. <clears throat> yeah, so I usually start, um, I, I like to start with labs too. I mean, I kind of talk about like, you know, first things first is like, you know, you're coming in for weight loss. You, most of the patients are coming in, like hearing about this. They want to like start on semaglutide. They've done the research. I feel like everyone has friends on it and they've seen the success. So um, first things I we talk about is like, what other uh, diet or what other weight loss methods have, have you tried in the past? What's worked? What hasn't? Um, you know, what's your current? What's your ideal body weight? Um, talk about just biggest things are anti-inflammatory foods, like starting with the diet part of that. Um, and then I like to often do labs because I feel like that's, I kind of said this a lot, but like that's that that puzzle piece of trying to look at everything and what are the other weight loss, um, you know, the, the roadblocks to weight loss, right? Is it the hormones? Is it the thyroid? Is it the cortisol, the adrenals? Like, or is it the blood sugar, insulin resistance or toxic load, right? So like that's, that's part of that first initial appointment. That's great. Ladies, thank you so much for answering all of those questions. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who joined us this evening. If you'd like to learn more about our medical weight loss program, please visit forumhealth.com where you can find the location nearest you, or you can call us at 855-467-5922. So many people can benefit from this program. And of course, the way Forum Health uh, does our medical weight loss program with semaglutide is so much more beneficial than, than a lot of the programs out there so that you can really achieve your results um, and achieve optimal wellness and health. So in the meantime, please connect with us We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have tons of great content on there um, on a variety of different health topics, not just weight loss. Again, ladies, thank you so very much. And to everyone who joined us this evening, I hope you have a great night. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.